Hi there, and welcome back to Mugful Mimosas, the podcast where no one has time for proper stemware. So we always grab and fill the nearest cup and make sure we come ready to spill the tea, but not our drinks, because like we always say in this house, not in this economy, darling, we don't have money to waste. Wow, y'all, episode three. I am floored that you're back here with me, a regular, schmegular, degular New York girl just trying to live in this capitalist world without losing my shit and hopefully teaching you a little something and making you laugh along the way. So here we are, and it's really looking like this has the bones of a self-help podcast, but in this reality, it's, it's just my outlet to share with others the thoughts in my brain since most days it's me, my phone, and my dog facing off in a staring contest. So I appreciate your ears and the outlet they provide for me. For today's episode, I'm going to explore spirituality and the different forms it takes in my life. And I'm excited to share my brain dump with you all. And I hope this episode provides you some gems. So settle in with your drink of choice and let's get to it. So the first way spirituality shows up in my life is through astrology and tarot. And for some people, there is a yellow light on astrology and a full stop on tarot when it comes to spirituality and incorporating it into their lives. And some people even consider it satanic or of the devil. And let me be the one to tell you that since picking up tarot, I have sacrificed approximately zero things to the devil. But I have a good fucking time, man. (laughs) Astrology just really plays a huge part in my life. And I really fully identify with my Taurus sun and my Leo moon. But because the universe is always testing my ability for non-closure, I can share my dirty secret with you. I don't know my birth time. I know. I know. I know. I know. But the story of my birth is actually pretty insane. So I was born on a day of riots in a third world country. And I almost died because my mom couldn't have the C-section she needed because the nurse had locked herself in the OR so she can take an uninterrupted nap. So yeah, my mom is a little fuzzy on the exact time. And I've tried asking my dad and my grandma, but one says late night and one says early afternoon. So who knows? But recently, I pressed my mom again, sorry mommy, and we deduced that I had to be born sometime within the 10 p.m. and 11.59 p.m. range on May 16th. So astrology says that this is a Capricorn rising. TLDR, I talk a lot of shit about knowing astrology for someone who doesn't even know their own chart for sure. And if you're still lost on what TLDR means, it means too long, didn't read. Folks usually put this at the bottom of an article that's very long. It's just like, hey, here's the headline. So you're welcome. And uh, feel free to cue, you know, the the more you know, shooting star above my head (laughs) if this makes the complete picture for you. But honestly, you know, for me, astrology just provides a sense of comfort and fun and laughs. It's a way to relate to someone that I don't know by being a conversation starter for me. It allows me to decide where to take the conversation. If I bring up astrology and I ask someone their sign and they look at me like I've sprouted three additional heads, that's my cue to maybe ask about something else. If they read me their birth chart from memory, then I know what kind of audience I have, right? Okay. Astrology, it also provides a sense of grounding, and it really does calm my curiosity. As someone who's constantly questioning everything from what time the sun will set to what's leaving Netflix this month and 
did I add breadcrumbs to the grocery list? Wait, did I did I, did I even make a grocery list? Listen, child, this brain is non-freaking stop with the questions. So sometimes I look to astrology to calm that noise in my brain. Something as simple as listening to my Taurus Today horoscope on Spotify uh, by, you know, Sanctuary World uh, grounds me before setting out on my day. Sometimes I'll get in a mood or I want to be petty and stank, right? But I remember something that was said on the podcast or something that I read in one of my many Instagram astrologers. Although if I want to laugh my ass off, I'll go to horror scoops on Instagram. God, that lady is hilarious. I laugh every single time. My Avi always asks me what, like, what they mean when I read it to him. And honestly, I couldn't care less what the hell she's talking about because those things are funny as shit. So while some people dip their toe into astrology, most won't even touch tarot. For some reason, tarot has gotten this bad rap that it's evil or, or the devil, but I strongly feel that, again, tarot is a means to quiet my ever-questioning mind. I cannot tell you how many times I've asked a question to the universe or had a thought while shuffling the cards and the answers that I get, y'all are almost always like mind blowing. Like, how could you have known that? Like, how could these cards in my hand could have, how could they have spit out that specific card? How could they have known like that's the message that I needed? And I find, you know, that astrologers and tarot readers and healers that I follow really provide me that outlet to connect with the universe at large and focus my energies. While this could very easily turn into a, here are all the people that you should follow, I won't take it there, but I will say that I love, 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 love all the content put out by Magic Touch Botanica and Chris Corsini. Like following along with them and getting readings and products from them, taking their pick of cards and their workshops have really changed my outlook and perspective on life, y'all. They've allowed me to refocus my energy and focus on what's important, me. There was no evil or witchery involved, just two human beings made by God and put on this earth to be a grounding force and energy to me and to like countless other people. So there's a key phrase I use there that leads me to my next topic, made by God. So I'm not ordained by any holy power or ministry, but after 17 years of Catholic school, I can tell you that you can consider yourself religious as you decide, as religious as you decide. And no, I didn't repeat every single grade in middle school. I mean, I went to Catholic preschool, Catholic all of regular school, plus college in Catholic education. So ideally, I should know the Bible back, front, and sideways. But let me tell you something, I surely do not. What I do know is that I believe in God and astrology and tarot. And I firmly believe that you can believe in all of it with no conflict. And that's how I live my life. There are tons of people that I know and consider really great friends that don't agree with me. But my stance is this. You can find God and religion in everything. And if God made us all, then didn't he make the astrologers and the tarot readers to like tell me those messages? And didn't God put them there at that time? And didn't God give them that message to give to me in that moment because it answered the question that I was asking myself. Like, if these people are not made of God, how is it possible that they swoop in at all the right times and answer the questions that are in my brain, not saying out loud to other people in my brain? Like, how could they know that? How could they know? 
How could they know? They'd never know, right? So anyway, in the Bible, God says, wherever people are gathered in my name, there I am. And I firmly believe that you can find God in anything. And for me, God is showing himself to me when my mom successfully makes it out of surgery. God is showing himself to me when I'm able to get a parking spot right in front of the building on the right side of the street. And all my New Yorkers know, who know and hate alternate side parking, know how good that feeling is. God is showing himself to me when I get a surprise $50 check in the mail for a rebate that I forgot about. That's the tea, sis. God is whatever you make it. Some of the most the most church-going and Bible-quoting folks I know are rotten, baby, rotted to the core. And every single time I think of this, I think of this one specific person who would, oof, Lord have mercy, blast gospel in the morning and preach Jesus from, from the high towers, but just was a mean and nasty spirit. You hear me? Like, would talk the most nasty things about other people and carry on with so much hate and so much animosity in their heart, but they swore that they were a-okay because they were always in church. They were always in Bible study. They were all, they, they listened to gospel and my good sis needed more than Jesus to fix that nasty attitude. But that's what I mean, right? You don't need to be in church every single Sunday, only reading the Bible, only singing gospel to consider yourself spiritual in the sense of God and religion. It has to carry to the everyday interactions or else it doesn't matter. Those moments when you're not thinking about it and you choose to be kind, that's where you find God in yourself. My recommendation to folks who are struggling to find this and find God is always gonna be go to church because you can always start to find yourself within a community. Although that might seem contradictory to what I said before, it's not. If you're looking for God, he's technically everywhere. But if you're having a hard time finding God and need that one-on-one course with the basics or shoot, even a remedial course, church is where you want to be. But remember, what you do in those four walls of church has to match and carry on outside those walls to the everyday moments when you think no one is watching. It's those moments where you choose kindness. It's those moments where you like, people find it as a joke just because of the, the, the bracelets and all of that. But what would Jesus do is a real question that you should ask yourself. Is it worth disquieting your spirit for that moment of, of satisfaction or validation? Or do you pass it up and move on? That, that is the question. All right, so my last way of expressing spirituality uh, in my life might be a little confusing or controversial, but hear me out. Okay, so the last way is, drumroll please, journaling. (laughs) And I know you're asking yourself, how can journaling make me spiritual girl? What the hell are you talking about? I am not a priest, nor am a pastor. And while this might be true for 99% of you, because I know we have some pastors listening for the most part, I feel like, uh, yes, sure, you're, you're, you're not a priest or a pastor or heck, even a writer, right? But journaling forces you to express yourself and your, can you, can you guess, can you guess what I'm going to say? Your spirit. (laughs) 
Okay, so let me tell you why. First things first, of before anything, if you haven't done so already, do the following. Watch Stutz on Netflix. It's an amazing documentary on the therapist to Jonah Hill, where he shares some of his tools, one of which we're talking about right now, which is journaling. And listen to the first episode of this podcast on self-care. That should bolster your tool belt for now. So now that we have those two out of the way, let's proceed. In that documentary, the therapist says that journaling is a way to connect with oneself and get to know oneself. And honestly, I was lost on that journey to to find me. After leaving my job of 10 years, I struggled a lot with figuring out who I am to the point where I, I, you know what? I still struggle with this a lot and on a daily basis. I, I didn't know myself and I still sometimes feel like I don't know myself and what I like to do. Like what moved my spirit? It had to be deeper than watching those videos of dogs getting reunited with their owners on YouTube because like whenever I like wanted to cry, I just like popped that bad boy in and baby, it was the Hoover Dam back in the day when there was water in it, like tears immediately flowing. So that, it couldn't just be that, it had to be more than that. So I started writing and you know, I struggled a lot with building the journaling habit and I tortured myself. I tortured myself. I bought trackers. I kept them out in public view, even though no one was coming to my damn house to see them, but me, the only one being seen and called out was me. So when I missed a journaling day, oh my God, I beat myself up like whatever popular, insert popular fighter name here, because it was bad. And then after a while, I just recalibrated my goal with that journal. And the journal was for me to get to know me. And that's what I did. I, and I let up on myself. I let up on my, like, on that beating myself up. So I'm going to tell on myself alert, tell on myself alert. I don't journal every day. And even though I tell myself every day, you should journal, you should get to your journal, write something down in your journal. Hey, this would be a nice thought for your journal. I don't always get to it, but you know what? That's a good thing. And let me tell you why, because when I'm not journaling, I'm doing what I said I wanted to do more of, which is be present, notice more. That kindness that I mentioned in that God and religion section, here's where it plays out. Journaling has taught me to be kinder to myself. Reading back my old journal entries, like to myself, I am horrified at the spirit that is in those words written. That girl is mad. That girl is tired. That girl is frustrated. That girl is just a ball of negative emotion. And so the way I recalibrated that is now the words I write are always affirming or questioning. And I just want to share just because it's affirming doesn't mean it's always sunshine and rainbows. Like sometimes you have to affirm that you're feeling shitty or that you're feeling bad or sad or mad. And that's that's that. And that's in that moment. And that moment will pass. But someone like me, right? I have a bad habit of just stamping those feelings down with toxic positivity. Like it'll be fine. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. It'll be okay. And not leaning into the feelings and not feeling them. But you know, Having that outlet 
to get those negative thoughts, words, and spirits out of my head and onto paper really my it has really just helped recalibrate my relationship with spirituality as a whole. I get to to read it back and and kind of sort of in a way give myself feedback in terms of be kinder to myself, read back the things that I wrote with the lens of what if my favorite person wrote this? Would I be feeling the same way? No way. There's no way that I would allow someone that I love to shit on themselves. No way. I will literally stop folks in their tracks. And so that's my hope uh, when it comes to uh, journaling and uh, it affecting your relationship with spirituality is that you can do the same and really use the journaling to recalibrate, retool, just change for the positive or even for the neutral. Because honestly, like my therapist and I are talking about radical acceptance and like radical acceptance might just be neutral. Radical acceptance of this might just be, it is what it is and not something positive necessarily right now while you retrain your brain, you know, slow steps, slow steps. And that's all she wrote, folks. No, no, literally, like that's actually all I wrote on this topic. <laughs> so, so we've come to an end. Um, and since we learned this today, since you know, like I'm a good teacher, let's practice. We'll practice here. TLDR. One, astrology can be a new way to connect with others, ground yourself, and quiet a questioning mind. Two, God isn't just Sunday service and church. Your actions have to match your words. And three, don't be ex afraid to explore yourself via journaling. You might just be surprised at what you learn. As always, thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard, please share this with a friend. And if you have a minute, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to Mugful of Mimosas. And follow me on Instagram or TikTok at LizLaughLoveNYC for more of this millennial life. I absolutely love me some alliteration, so I do Mealtime Mondays where I make a blue apron meal every Monday, Wellness Wednesdays where I pass along some things and tips that keep me sane in this crazy-ass world of ours, and Fit Fridays where I share more about how I lost 100 pounds without surgery and just by plain old food modification and exercise, emphasis on the exercise, sorry in advance. I also share more about my life as a dog mom, a wife, and someone living with multiple sclerosis. So if you fit any of those buckets, follow me there. And if you don't fit any of those buckets, still follow me because I'm funny as heck, man. As always, thanks so much for listening to this week's Mugful of Mimosas with Liz. If you can, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen. And follow me on Instagram or TikTok at LizLaughLoveNYC. See you next week and make sure that your cup stays full. Bye.